This is riveting. Find more at riveting.fm. I'm Morgan, and I'm a publicist. I'm Linda, and I'm a writer-editor. And this is... Drink! Drink! Drunk! It's like a reflective... I, I I'm too drunk to talk about it now, but it's like reflective. <laughs> it's, and this is another thing that gets on my nerves, and it's super specific. <laughs> oh my god. Like putting that lubrication on, like, listen, we're about to go from text to a link. A grammar show with, with a, a drinking, drinking problem. Jabbers, welcome to the show. Excuse me, what? what? <laughs> I was just so caught off guard. I'm always like waiting with bated breath for Morgan to start the show. I, I'm, I'm just like staring at her, like you're gonna start, right? She knows she has to because I can't do it. Did you say use, bee jobbers? I'm using old fashioned swears. Oh. oh. God, that really put a panic in my yeah. She, tummy. Uh, what do Linda's we up and over her bean water? Do on this show if not talk about swearing and saving old timey words <laughs> and not the nineties and the nineties and email sign offs. Yeah, this all these swears are from the nineties. Eighteen nineties. What? That's probably not even true. We don't do a lot of research before we start recording. <laughs> Morgan just furiously Googles things as I ask questions. She's like, I don't know. I didn't look that up. That's why you're not allowed to ask questions anymore. I have been told. Stop complicating things. And that's why our main grammar advice is just fucking Google it. Just Google it. Stop listening to us. Yeah, erase this podcast out of your feed and put something actually educational on there. Like grammar girl. (laughs) If you want to learn. How dare you? I was going to say like... I don't know. Amer- this American life she's is wonderful not if you want to actually learn how to do. She's not a competitor. She's not a competitor, yeah. I don't think. I think she's a fellow gram- grammar lover. Okay. I mean, if without her, we wouldn't and know a lot of things. She's a bejobber. What does bejob- bejobber mean? <laughs> I wouldn't know a lot of things that I know if it weren't for Grammar Girl. No, I don't want her to disappear. Well, yeah, no one's saying that she should disappear. <laughs> Just what the fuck does bejobber mean? Oh my God. Bejabbers. Bejabbers. Oh, of course. It's a substitute for by Jesus. <laughs> oh, really? That oh. is similar to bejesus. So you used it completely incorrectly in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Listen, don't tune into this show for correct word usage. <laughs> it's an Go to grandma girl for that. Yeah, for a roll. Or this American life. Uh, <laughs> bejabbers is like when you stub your toe and you're like, ah, bejabbers. Anyway, I'm reading. I'm I'm actually getting this from somewhere. Listener Elizabeth sent a mental floss article about old fashioned cussing. Okay, give me another example. Concern. Concern. I'm shouting these because they have exclamation points at the end. It's a substitute for goddamn. Concern. Concern you. Oh. I don't know why it means goddamn. Some of them have explanations. Some of them are just weird. Here's a really good one. You ready? Yep. Dad sizzle. (laughs) (laughs) What's that one? It's another goddamn. You could say, uh, well, dad sizzle it. That's one way to show you mean business. And there's a whole range of dad forms from dad gum to dad blast to dad rat, dad swamp, and many more. But... Mental Floss likes this one because it sounds like something that Snoop Dogg, dare I say, Snoop Dad, 
<laughs> would come up with. Yeah, that's, that's a good. One. Uh, great horn spoon. All right. Something you can swear by, used in a way similar to by God. It seems to have come from seafaring slang. It might refer to the Big Dipper. So, by great horn spoon, I will get drunk tonight. Is it by great horn spoon? Well, they say you can be used in a similar way to by God, so... So I don't, it's not just great horn spoon. You and your fucking questions. Okay. <laughs> Everybody just watch Below Deck. It's <laughs> all you need to know about boating and Big Dippers. Okay, snails. Snails! Shit. Nope. It's a shortening, you'll never guess this, a shortening of by God's nails. Okay, I've never even heard that. Exactly. This also gave us zounds. Mm-hmm. Which, I like snails. Which is a shortening of God's wounds, which is weird. What? Oh. I know. Oh. Gadzooks Graf- is God's hooks. Really? Um, odds. What are God's hooks? <laughs> Wait. Odds bodinkies. Odds bodikinis is God's little body. Uh, anyway, that's what snails means. Hmm. I like snails. Yeah, snails. I mean, not, not the animal or the ins- are they insects uh, snails they're I don't know what they are in the slug family are slugs insects yeah okay escargots you like those no <laughs> mm-hmm. i had some good ones last week yep all right god snails ladies and word nerds we have a special treat for you on this episode number 30 dose i'm so nervous bill walsh is the driving force behind many a influential changes decisions landmark copy editing cases that have hit the washington post since 1997 Millennials, that's when you were born. (laughs) So since you've been born, this man has been copy editing the paper of our nation's capital. And Linda and I got to interview him about his peeves, his email sign-off, and most importantly, holiday cards. Enjoy. Bill, it's Halloween time. You know what that means? basically Christmas. Everybody (laughs) is out in the fall leaves with their families, jumping in the air, paying a photographer thousands of dollars so that they can send Christmas cards to everybody they've ever met. Holiday cards. Excuse me, holiday cards. Linda's right. (laughs) And War on Christmas. (laughs) There's, you know what, there's a bigger war on. Yeah. Pluralization of family names on holiday cards. I don't I've know. cut people out of my life for this. <laughs> I don't know how many of these you've received, but it's an epidemic. People want to put an apostrophe wherever they can. <laughs> Multiple apostrophes in their names. They do. They do. Yes. And uh, the powerful wood-burning lobby, I think, is involved in this, too. <laughs> so um, if you see the signs on people's houses oh my gosh. that... 
this isn't as big as it used to be, so I'll I'll just keep bringing up old people stuff. But um, <laughs> yeah, and to make it worse, I grew I grew up in Detroit, where people pluralize everything, and then to make up for it, they unpluralize things that should be plural. <laughs> Such as and so. It would be like, uh, I went to my job at Ford's. Oh. <laughs> That's worse than Pittsburgh. And after my, I got off work at Ford's, I went to have dinner at Chili. <laughs> <laughs> it's the darndest thing. Um, yeah. So, um, and if you have a weird name like mine, Walsh, Mm-hmm. You don't just add an S, it has to be Walsh's E-S. And so the temptation to use the, the, the allure of the apostrophe gets even greater. It's true. I have a name like that too. My last name is Huss. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, like when they write to our family, they do use the apostrophe. But yeah, we have, we'd have to add on the E-S. So, And you know, it's funny that you said that about the... Um, the signs on people's homes. I recently bought a house and when I was looking, there was this one house that I kind of liked and I was like, I don't know, I really have to think about it. And as I was walking out above their door, I saw that they had a sign of their family name, the Smiths, and they Mm. used an apostrophe. And I was like, that's a bad sign. I'm not taking this house. That, that's an affront to Morrissey. It's an affront to English maybe it was, usage. Maybe it was it's, that band's house. No, because they're still the Smiths. Ooh, so it would yeah. have to be the Smiths's. Well, you broke up, what, though. But was there a light that never goes out? Oh, there you go. Yeah, it could have been. And so, the, the thing about Huss, too, is that when you go to actually make a possessive where an apostrophe is called for, you have two options, right? Yep. Is it? Huss apostrophe, which is AP style, or is it apostrophe S, which would be uh, Washington Post style, New York Times style, and a more formal, if you were writing a book or a research paper or something. Well, since I'm talking to you, I'll tell you that I do apostrophe S. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So you know your S from a hole in the ground. (laughs) She puts her S in a hole in the ground. (laughs) (laughs) This is a PSA. To our listeners, in case you haven't gotten it yet, when you're addressing, when you're putting your message on your adorable Christmas cards with your dogs and your kids, God damn it, holiday card, (laughs) um, you just put an S on the end of your name with nothing else unless your name ends in an S, X, Z, C, H, or S, H, in which case you put an E, S. And if your name ends in a Y, you don't have to do I, E, S. That's not a thing. You just... Right. Just put the S at the end of your name. I'm glad that Bill is here to lend credibility to this. Uh, this <laughs> I know. Y, yeah, the Y thing, there are exceptions like the Rockies, but for pe- people's names, yeah, the Kennedys are just YS, not IES. Yes. So thank you for helping lend some legitimacy to this cause. <laughs> <laughs> we have very little legitimacy here, so this, this is a pretty big deal for us. We'll take all we can get. <laughs> so, Bill, what's your professional email sign-off? When you're writing an email to someone and maybe you don't know them that well, but uh, you know, you're know you asking them for a favor maybe, and then at the end of the email, before you write Bill, what do you write before it? If you even write Bill. If you write anything. I try to not write anything okay. for the most part. If I'm dealing in a more formal 
environment where I, I get the sense that it's maybe an older person who would be offended by that lack of decorum. I might write thanks or thank you, comma, or yours or something like that. Okay. But um, if I can get away with not using salutations and closings, I'll go ahead and do that. Why is I that? I respect for, that. For ease? Or to knock in? Well, I just... I just don't think the medium really calls ah, for it. Interesting. Okay. We talk about this a nauseating amount because people are obsessed with it and continue to write these very deep think pieces <laughs> on how you should sign your emails. And the, But the piece always ends very inconclusively. There's no right answer. They just list all the win ones that are wrong and what you should never say, which is everything. And, and why you're a horrible person for saying And them. they don't give an answer. <laughs> I and I just, there's a link floating around like this week where the word, the word you should never use. And I, I, I didn't even click through. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Clickbait's not for you. <laughs> and, um, I sometimes will start with like greetings exclamation point. Uh, I've kind of latched onto that, but I don't really consider that a formal salutation so much as just an icebreaker. Yes. Mm. Uh, yeah. Last in the last episode, uh, Morgan proposed that we start all emails now with "Dear my fellow Americans," <laughs> <laughs> unless you're writing internationally. I don't remember saying that. Uh, <laughs> He did. She was very on her bean water last episode. <laughs> um, okay, so this is a sort of imagine imagine this scenario for your personal style, not for the Washington Post necessarily. But imagine you are quoting Donald Trump when he says something like, to the effect of, "I guess we're going to continue to let women have the right to vote." Sad. Would you use an exclamation point or a period after sad? <laughs> so if this is a um, spoken word quotation, mm -hmm. I would listen to it and sort of try to gauge the degree of exclamation <laughs> that he is exclaiming. Um, so, because it really will read differently. Um, yeah. Just with a period, it sort of has kind of a plaintive quality, and you could see someone talking that way. Yeah. Or is he really saying sad? Um, <laughs> I can't do that Queen's accent. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think it would depend. I, I, I find listen. it fascinating to try to – I've never really been a teacher, but I, I, I've always thought it would be interesting to give people like a Bob Dylan song or something and just have them write it with the correct punctuation. Oh, that's a good idea. Just to kind of illustrate how many infinitely different ways you could handle – uh, whether two related thoughts are two sentences or a semicolon or yeah. a dash or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I, I find the, the punctuation of, uh, of quotations um, in very interesting. Yeah, you can totally change the meaning almost mm -hmm. of, a, mm -hmm. of a quote. Okay. Uh, which do you think is better, the N dash as in Nancy or the M dash as in Mary? As a person who has spent his life in newspapers where the N dash doesn't really exist, mm. I would have to vote for the M. Mm, okay. um, I thought maybe absence would make your heart grow fonder for the N. <laughs> I find it kind of – the N dash is a weird thing because it it's 
in theory, it kind of links things that aren't linked. Yeah, but so no one really instead, knows how to use it. <laughs> instead of writing a, um, you know, an anti-sexual assault activist with two hyphens, you would maybe put anti-n-dash, and that's supposed to jump over the next word and link the third word, and uh, I don't buy that at all. Yeah, <laughs> people aren't looking at it that way. And then there's uh, a different issue where people sometimes, just for typographical reasons, use the n-dash instead of the m. Yeah, I don't like that. I do not like it all. Or, or there's the internet dash, which is space hyphen space, which is even worse. Um, yeah. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> do you hate the word literally and or millennials? <laughs> The word millennials or millennials? Millennials. Who, <laughs> millennials who constantly use literally, non-literally. No. And um, I wrote an article for The Post about literally a few years ago. Yeah. We, and, we have um, I guess I'm not a very good writer because people read it and came away with the opposite of what I was saying. <laughs> And people in my little word nerd world will occasionally come out with an article. There is a trend in my world toward descriptivism rather than prescriptivism. Mm -hmm. And so where, I don't know, 20, 25 years ago, copy editors were kind of uh, united in sort of having these pet peeves and really cling to old rules that may or may not make any sense as the language evolves. Now, if you go to the American Copy Editors Society conference, there are more linguists and dictionary people and lexicographers. Uh, that's all kind of the same group in a way. But anyway, and so they're having a lot of influence. And so some of the people in my peer group will occasionally write a hot take on, damn it, it's just fine to use literally, non-literally. There are dozens of words in the language, like really and uh, actually, that work the same way, blah, 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 blah. And so on the one hand, that's true in the sense that I'm not calling for hating people who do this or capital punishment or... <laughs> Banishment from polite society. However, if I'm hiring a professional editor and that professional editor says, oh, yeah, it's fine to say your, your head literally exploded. I haven't <laughs> hired a really good professional editor. Mm -hmm. It's true in a sense that, yeah, of course that wrong meaning should be in the dictionary because it's so common. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you have to use it in well-edited prose. Furthermore, the other examples that are like literally don't have the universal opprobrium. You don't have stand-up comics who have routines about how stupid it is. When you are a laughingstock for people not in our world, maybe it's time to rethink that usage. <laughs> So on the one hand, yeah, I'm accepting of people who say literally that way, but I don't use it. I don't think professional writers should use it. I don't think professional editors should allow it. 
So uh, in in an article that you wrote um, for the Washington Post, um, you talked about, or in de- in December 2015, you talked about the singular they, which, uh-huh. you know, it has been an issue that people have been talking about for a few years now. And, I mean, if you can call it an issue. Um, and you had said uh, simply allowing they for a gender, gender nonconforming person is a no-brainer. And once we've done that, why not allow it for the most awkward of those he or she situations that have troubled us for so many years? And later you go on to say, I suspect that the singular they will go largely unnoticed even by those who oppose it on principle. We've used it before, if inadvertently, and I've never heard a complaint. And we had mentioned this on the show before because we just thought it was such a good – It was the fact that you said no-brainer was what really, you know – clicked with us and it's mm-hmm. just like why are people even against it and and you're right that it's only in principle they don't even notice when you do it you know did you receive it ju- complaints it just floats right by and yet people are advocating for making up new words yeah. or yeah. going back to using the male pronouns for everybody yeah. no 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 <laughs> so um yeah it just it just seems really obvious once you said this and said, you know, we've used it before and never heard any complaints. Did you then get complaints? Uh, a few, yeah. Hmm. And um, I kind of sneaked it in at the end of yes. taking my pen out of email mm-hmm. and, and the allowing that horrible spelling of Mike with M-I-C <laughs> instead of M-I-K-E. <laughs> and um, so I, I'm not sure my bosses are quite as on board with it as I am. Okay. Oh, it's a coup. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Um, it doesn't really come up all that often. And no. as I said, the bridge that I used to get there was the issue of um, people who don't identify with a specific gender. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it starts to get kind of sadistic and cruel to be well you know we're we're the newspaper of record here in the nation's capital and we are going to designate you as he or she whether you like it or not right yeah that's not so, very fair uh, once once you allow that why not allow it in other cases where it would be i think i used the phrase hopelessly awkward to try to rewrite the sentence yeah so we have a friend of the show, Emmy Favila. She's BuzzFeed's global copy chief. and she Oh, found- yeah, I've met her. Oh, she found out you were going to be on the show, and she asked us to bring up Singular They, and she signed her email, your number one fan. Which oh. I was not happy about. To, so there's going to be a duel. <laughs> I'll let you know when she and knows. where. <laughs> so she says that, she took your post to say that you will use it um, as necessary, and she wanted to know if if that had changed at all in the past year. And as she says, her personal, and I assume BuzzFeed style guide is singular, they, all day long, all day strong. <laughs> I I haven't really kept track of how many are appearing, so I don't know exactly how that's playing out mm-hmm. the, the the policy is i wouldn't quite say last resort but it's okay. almost it's almost that mm-hmm. to avoid awkwardness 
hopelessly awkward. Yeah. Not just awkward. <laughs> oh, to hopelessly av- awkward. Yeah. To avoid hopelessly awkward situations. <laughs> Nobody likes this. And, you know, I can I can pat myself on the back for being progressive on that issue, but it's it's just human nature that as these changes happen and you get older, they're kind of harder to accept. And so I can I can sort of understand the people who are older than I am, who are having trouble with this. Mm -hmm. And I think the next step after that would trouble me. And so I'm kind of glad I will probably be retired by the time, if we ever get to the point where we just quiz everybody, oh, what's your pronoun? And you can make up whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be the guy standing in the way if that becomes normal. But I think I would have a hard time with that. I always say I don't want to be the guy saying Cassius Clay in 1970, 71, 72. Right. (laughs) But as I said, it's human nature. You don't go back and relitigate. If you're born in the 60s, you don't relitigate things that were settled in the 50s. Yeah. And so on. Right. It's just normal for you. And as generations come these things that will be very weird to old people will be normal to them. Right. And uh, there will be a constant push and pull. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, And finally, in our lightning round, what are your cats' names? The current crew of cats, I can't believe they're not in this room. (laughs) I, I had the door closed, and George, the older of the two, of course, lined up outside the door. Once I open the door, he doesn't want anything to do with me. But, oh my God, it's a closed door. So there is George, the elder statesman cat, and Charlie, the oh, the adorable orange cat. Aww, that's very so cute. cute. Did you do you know what a group of cats is called? A group of cats. It's very weird. That I, should be obvious. I just the I, murder of crows and all that. Exactly. Um, the you can. It, they call it a is this cl- something that most people don't know? No, nobody. I don't think anybody knows except now me. <laughs> it's called a clouder. C-L-O-W-D-E-R. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I think I have heard that at some point. I got an so email yeah. from, I get these monthly things because I have a, we have a five-year-old and they'll just tell you it's, I don't remember, it's some publication that says like what to expect this month from your whatever. And they always have like a funny fact that you can tell your kid that your kid might think is interesting, but I never even told her because I was like a clowder of cats. <laughs> I first read it as chowder. <laughs> chowder of cats. Cat and then I was doing a lot of Googling and I was like, this isn't right. And then I reread it and in my haste, I had read chowder. It's clowder. Linda, what's a group of whales called? Pod. Okay. <laughs> Duh. Oh. So everyone should go out and buy your three books and follow you on Twitter at the slot. Correct. Does everybody know what a slot means? Enlighten us. So I imagine the, it means the two spaces after the period. <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. In the old days, copy desks were shaped like horseshoes. And mm. so the person in charge, the man in charge, of course, because it was always a man, would be the slot man. And the slot would sit in the slot-shaped opening, whereas the rank-and-file copy editors sat around the rim. And Uh, so newspapers, we still call them slot editors and rim editors. Oh, funny. So that's what the slot means. 
All right. Well, um, so everyone should follow you, read your books. Um, thank you so much for being with us um, on thank the you. podcast. Yeah, I think we all learned a lot. We did. I feel smarter already. Good. Is, is there anything else, Bill, you'd like to tell our listeners? Maybe, for example, let's say we have a young, scrappy copy editor out there. Um, any advice you could give? Run! I need everybody on their bean water right now. It's quiz time. I love quizzes. Spoken love, like a true nerd. I love acing quizzes, man. What if you get a B plus? No. I, like, <laughs> well, we weren't, um, my high school wasn't, like, a... Good? Uh, it, what do you call it? <laughs> it wasn't, like, letters. We got number grades. So hmm. I liked getting quizzes that were 100%, man. Even on pop quizzes. <sighs> so good at them. What a fucking dork. What was your SAT score? You know, I don't remember. Someone brought that up the other day. Mm, sounds like somebody yeah, was low. in the 1100. The guy was in the 1100. <laughs> I got an I academic. Well, it's not low. I got an academic scholarship for my SATs because I went to music school. Fucking with Lynn. Someone I work with got a perfect score, and that's why it got brought up. Weird. Yeah, it was like something that people don't know. About Important you. question. I'm sorry to interrupt, but what do you SAT score do you think Tawny got? Mm. Probably a perfect score. No way! <laughs> yeah, she'd be the fucking dare coach at your dumbass high school. She got like a thousand. Elementary school. You know yeah. what's weird now? Like, I don't understand SAT scores. No, me neither. Because Sorry for the millennials listening because they were like, wait. They're like, why are you scoring so low? Yeah. It used to be different. It used to be out of 1600, right? Yeah. yeah. Eight and eight. Oh, yeah. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. Motherfucker. So, quiz, huh? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> So this came up totally serendipitously as we talked to Bill about his clouder of cats (laughs) and you heard him mention a murder of crows. There are some funky ass names for groups of animals. Mm -hmm. And I have a list right here. Okay. A pod of whales we also talked about. So I'm going to say the thing, and I'm going to give you guys choices. Okay. Of the... What it's a group of. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm also doing this on the fly. (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't expect anything less. Of course. (laughs) We don't prepare. I think our our listeners are accustomed to us not No, like I have the list of names, but I thought it would be more fun if I try to make you guess. Yeah. The guessing part is on the fly. Okay. Okay. (coughs) Ready? Yep. Born ready. Ooh. Do you have a clutch of a clutch of ducks, a clutch of dogs, a clutch of chickens? Chickens. I say camels. Um, I'm going with camels. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> did you really know it was chickens or that was just because my answers were so bad? Um, it was process of elimination. I'm kind of a good guesser. I feel like I know what it... Well, aren't ducks a flock? I don't have that information, of course. And it, I only, it's a pack of dogs. I only picked it... Well, some of them have, like... You, like, have a lot of names, like, clouder of cats. Like, there's also other things you can call them. Mm. But cl- So, like, dogs have, like, four names. Okay. I feel so, like am I'm I right? The quiz yeah, you're right. It's chickens. Okay. It's Sorry. chickens. Clutch of oh, chickens. Camel sounded great. Okay. 
So you can have a flamboyance of Ooh. animals. Flamingos. How'd you know that? I hate you. That's, well, that's not like part of the rules. You well, have to I, wait until she says it. No, I no, don't. No, I like the guessing, too, because I don't have to think of answers. If I'm right, That's it's kind okay. of impressive. I Thank you. I would guess that if it was Flamingos are flamboyant. Yeah, yeah, I don't need the multiple All choice. All right, tower of. I don't need the crutch. <laughs> Why are you staring at me so evilly, Linda? Oh, go ahead and just guess. <laughs> a tower of tornadoes. No, wait, animals? <laughs> Tower of rhinoceroses. <laughs> Tower of giraffes. Tower of cheetahs. Are you giraffes. Guess. Obviously giraffes. I know. That was an obvious Because they're one. like towers. Isn't that so weird, though, that the they're called a... What does clouder mean? That they're called a tower? Yeah. And the flamingos are called a flamboyance? And the chickens are called a clutch? No, it's not weird. It makes sense. That clouder thing I really... I think we all know this gaggle of... Geese. Gaggle, gaggle. Um, I think the tower is the weirdest one. That is I weird. think the other ones are okay. Do you know what a dazzle is? No. Dazzle of unicorns? <laughs> dazzle of zebras? Oh, I thought that's how. Oh, zebras, I would say. Dazzle. Why? Because unicorns aren't real? <laughs> yeah. You're very confident in your answer of the A, B choice. <laughs> well, I was doing it even before her third choice. I think it's a zebra. <laughs> it's a zebra. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because when they run... They like make people dizzy, or not people, anim- predators oh. dizzy with their um, black and stripes. white stripes. I was just gonna I say really thought a unicorn sound. was a thing. I was like, Morgan, that's funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Is that it? Good question. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Cool. I'm just thinking. Okay. <laughs> people love hearing the sound of you thinking. Shut the fuck up. Wisdom of worms, wisdom of wombats. Wisdom of mole rats. I really want to say teeth. Because wisdom teeth. What I'm was the saying first one? Worms. What was the last one? Mole rats. Mole rats. I would say the same. Wombats. Uh, mm, wom, yeah. wom, wombats. I don't even know what a wombat is. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> they sound smart to me. Okay. Fever of stingrays. Fever of cheetahs. Fever of gibbons. Definitely gibbons. Stingrays. Stingrays. Like yeah. Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top? No, like the monkeys. Oh. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. <laughs> we want a ZZ Top. <laughs> I just like you saying all the answers. Or wrong answers. <laughs> I didn't notice I've been doing that, not going to lie. Oh, man. What do you think there's a Roomba of? <laughs> a Roomba of Roombas. DJ Roomba. Remember that from Parks and Rec? No, I just remember our robotic vacuum. Yeah, that's what it is. The Parks and Rec. I but he puts one. a like iPod on it or whatever. Yeah. I used to hang out with ours because I worked from home, and it was like <laughs> my office mate. It was kind of weird. <laughs> we it talk. doesn't go downstairs, does it? No. no. Yeah, it's a Roomba, guys. So you'd have to have one on like every floor, I guess. Or you can pick it up. Roomba oh, of rattlesnakes. Right. Roomba of grasshoppers. Roomba of crickets. Rattlesnakes. Rattlesnakes. Just because we're going with this alliteration thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all like alliterations almost. The namers love to alliterate. Okay, that's it. We're done. You all won. You both got 1,600. Oh, yay. You can probably get into your reach schools. (laughs) But I can't guarantee any scholarships. I would have gone to Penn State no matter what I got in my SAT. Happy Halloween! If you're listening on Monday. 
and any day of the other 364. I like that. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. If you liked it, do me a favor. Do all of us a favor. Tell your friend. Tell your best friend. Tell your worst friend. Tell your enemy. Tell your mom. Just tell somebody about the damn show. What if they're all the same person? I heard the point. Go to therapy. Are you talking about me? Go to therapy. <laughs> uh, and subscribe. You have bigger problems. On the way to therapy, listen to Drink Drunk Drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for therapy, listen to Drink Drunk Drunk. But don't go if your therapist is your best friend, your worst friend, and your mom. Get a new therapist. Someone had asked you, what what is the structure for my wife marries pen or something? Like my wife, comma, Mary, apostrophe S, comma, pen or whatever. And I remember you saying, this is why I don't give my wife pens. (laughs) I don't remember saying that, but that sounds like something. (laughs) This has been a riveting production.